Vortex healing is a form of channeled energy healing where the practitioner has the ability to tap into the quantum field of somebody's system. It works on a physical, emotional and psychological level. In fact, it works on many levels and goes very deep. Interestingly, to become a Vortex Healing Practitioner, you're required to go on a very deep healing and awakening journey of your own. I know this because I'm on that journey myself. But to give you an insight into Vortex Healing and what it's like, what it's like for the practitioner and what it's like for you as the client, I went to talk to Simon Tandry, who's the person who actually inspired me to take up Vortex Healing. I had some treatments from him. I was so fascinated by it. I decided to find out more about it and I've ended up going on that journey and training to become a Vortex Healer myself. But rather than talk to myself, I'd rather talk to Simon. So here he is, he's going to explain in some quite interesting detail what you can expect if you go for a vortex healing treatment and also a little bit about what it's like for him as the practitioner. Here we go. Simon, vortex healing is quite a big part of your life these days, but let's just start with explaining what it is in the most simple way. Sure. So this is a challenge, as you know. Um, it is a form of energy healing. The way it works is the practitioner, the person who's doing the channeling, let's say, is needs to first of all get themselves nice and clear. So they do a lot of work on themselves to help them become a clear channel. Once that, to a certain degree, has happened, they're able to sense more accurately what's happening to the other person. That's the basis of any energy healing. To be able to sense what's happening in someone's system, through that interaction of, of your awareness, there is an impact on the quantum field, let's say, in the other person's body. Now, vortex is like that, but you're using divine energy. So you're using the, the energy of the universe, and there are a lot of different flavors of that. You learn to start to distinguish that as a practitioner, and then help facilitate those energies to create certain conditions in the person that you're helping to bring health and healing and change. Now, human beings are quite complex organisms, we have many structures with many layers. And does Vortex get to those many layers? To paraphrase a famous beer advert, does it reach the other parts that other types of healing can't reach? In a word, yes. Um, now, I've had my own ups and downs with Vortex, a very intensive uh, healing practice to learn. So you have your own journey with that. But I've always come back to the conclusion that I've never come across a healing form as powerful, as effective, and as all-encompassing. Hands down, it's the, you can go into the physical, you can optimise organs, you can optimise your digestive system, but you can also then go into the energy system, purely into the energy system, and work on things like karmic knots, what they used to call vrittis in Hindus, which are little energetic coils of past karma in your spine, and you can release them. You can create what we call a path of awakening in someone's system, as well as then going back and then looking at someone who's got an infection in the bladder, or if someone has a bum knee that's been hurting for a long time, you can go and work on that. There's nothing that you can't have a positive impact on, depending on your ability, obviously, as a channel. But the, the healing form in itself has no boundaries, just the limits of your imagination. So give us an example of the different varieties of things you've treated people for. So 
because I imagine somebody might have come to you for a physical problem, but it may actually be caused by something else. So just give us a few case study examples. If you like. Sure. Well, the first thing that brings um, the springs to mind is relationship issues. Something I'm particularly passionate about, using Vortex as a tool to help people's intimate relationships. Um, you can say be optimised, but really to bring love and clear the blockages that stop intimate relations functioning. So that in itself is, that alone I would say is a reason to have Vortex Healing, because it has such, can have such a positive impact on your relationship. So I do quite a lot of that in the moment. Um, I usually then, the way that works, I work on the people individually. I help to clarify what is it that's blocking in their system, the relationship, and we start to look at the, the roots of that. And they usually end up being in, in uh, sort of deep childhood, I'm not enough, I feel abandoned, rejection, the classic kind of psychological things. You work on them energetically and then you optimise the, all the different uh, fields that happen that start interacting in an intimate relationship. So that's one thing. Um, let me just think of what's been coming up recently. It's funny, as healers you often get sort of a group of people coming with the same issues and it gives you, of course, a chance, a better chance to... Uh, to work on that. Sexual abuse um, at the moment is uh, I'm very in my field, interestingly. Um, so there you can look again at what's actually happening on a deeper level. What, why has this person needed to experience that? And that can be controversial to even say that for their development. Um, so I don't necessarily talk to my patient about that, but I'll say, okay, so what's been happening? Okay, so let's look at that and what's going on energetically around that. What's created that? And often there's a lineage, there's an ancestral line that goes back through mother, often on the female line. Um, part of that, interestingly, is where you've come from. I have a lot of Polish um, clients at the moment and you tr can trace a lot of that trauma right back through the female line and you can go and work on that with Vortex. You can start healing grandmother, mother of the grandfather, so great-grandmother and work on the lineage and you bring that then through into, into the present person, your client system and start to look at why that's built up, how can we release that? And then you do things like protocols of really deep psychological energetic protocols. That's uh, amazing. I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to go there with that, that answer. I was, I, I was more thinking about some simple stuff. So um, give a few simple examples. <laughs> yeah, of, that's just what I'm... <laughs> I can see how, yeah, it can lead you anywhere because it's yeah. such, such an amazing um, form of healing. But I guess people come to you for general anxiety-based issues. So the, the, the basics, well, let's say basics, depression, anxiety headaches, digestive issues, sleep issues. They're all common things, they come in quite a lot. And, and we work on them first on the physical, we optimize the system, so we strengthen the system. Um, we strengthen the energetic lines, the meridians, voridians, jinching networks. We um, look at the chakra system, we look at the brain and nervous system. So we get the system tip top, first of all, and then we see what's left. So with headaches and digestive things, sometimes that that's get, gets cleared up just by strengthening the system. Then, if you're migraines or cluster headaches and things like that, we start to look at actually the, again, it always goes back to the root. What is actually causing that in the system? And we bring the energy into that area and we start to look at that. Now, that is really, in, in those, that little sentence there, is actually essentially why this is so brilliant. And that is the root cause. It is designed to get to the root cause. Now, that can take you to some 
quite outlandish places, but that is its main purpose, isn't it? Absolutely. And you have to sometimes suspend yeah, disbelief a little bit because things like past lives do come up. Um, whether you believe in them or not, I think is irrelevant. I sometimes think of it just as the brain or the, or the, the system giving images that help people make sense of what happened. Um, whether we have past lives or power, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It has an impact and changes people's lives for the better. So the root cause again is that coming to that that charge that's held in the body or the energy system on a very very subtle level. And we work with all the different energy bodies: so mental body, emotional body, karmic body, astral body, physical body, obviously, um, nervous system body, as an etheric body. Just to list them all, <laughs> and and they each hold different aspects of that. And that's what's so comprehensive about Vortex, particularly, is that we don't just look at one the physical or the mental, the emotional part of it. We look at really, on a very subtle level, where we're holding that. And the essence of all of that is, is separation consciousness. Okay, so when somebody comes to you, you don't know them, they walk in the door and they say, Simon, uh, I don't feel very good at the moment, I can't sleep at night, I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, I'm feeling drained... What's your first kind of go-to when you start to work with that person? Sure. So I'll do a body scan. Um, I'll get them to take a few deep breaths. I'll get them relaxed. First thing is always to make sure the body's, um, that person's body is relaxed and they start to feel safe. Without safety, there is no healing. That's the first thing in any kind of healing, right? And then I'll tune into their systems and see what happens, what comes up. And that's part of the training, the vortex training. But any, any, any energy healing is you make yourself more sensitive and then you can hear and feel what's going on in that body. Um, and then I'll, I'll communicate. We have a dialogue. So are you feeling this? What's going on? If we haven't already done, usually a 15-minute chat before the treatment, so I have a history. I try not to put the history in the actual treatment because it just dilutes the experience. And then a lot of how I work is dialogue because I really want those people, as much as, as is possible, to have a felt sense of what's going on because that's part of the empowerment and it goes faster and deeper when that happens. So I'll say, how is that feeling in your, um, let's say, maybe I feel that there's something wrong in their microbiome and that's impacting their sleep because serotonin isn't working, whatever that is. And I'll say, can you feel what's going on in your belly? And they might say something like, oh yeah, it feels a bit empty. So we'll channel into that a little bit and I'll help guide their awareness into that. Can you feel that now? Oh yeah, it's starting to gurgle. Can you feel that release? Oh, there's an emotion there. Ah, that reminds me of... And that then starts to untangle those knots. And I'll channel into each of those aspects as we go through. That's really interesting. So how long is a typical session if somebody comes to you for you know, their first Vortex healing experience? If we've had that preliminary 15-minute chat on the phone, it's a 60-minute treatment. Okay. And how many treatments does it normally take? And I know that that's an open-ended and rather difficult question to answer, but, but typically if somebody came to you, say, for a sleep problem, mm. how many times would they need to come to see you, would you say? So the rule of thumb for me is always five to eight sessions. If you haven't had a significant change in eight sessions, then I will push you in the direction of someone else who I think can help you. I think anyone that needs to go longer, if you're working one issue, let's say sleep, um, than eight sessions, then something isn't maybe quite work, working in the way we're, we're heading or working with that. Um, having said that, when you have deeper issues or issues then that open up other issues, you can work for a whole year together. But the, the primary reason for you coming should have shifted significantly between five to eight sessions. So Simon, could you give us a little insight into what 
is happening your end because I've been in a group healing with you and um, you're sitting and we're sitting there and you're sitting there and clearly you know you're feeling a field of energy of everybody in the room and then you can seem to tune in you know to individuals even within that group context just tell us what's going on in you so group healing is is a very specific thing and hmm, there's a lot to say about it everybody works a bit differently with that um for, for example my good friend Kara moriarty who i run courses with she is very much individual so she goes into the individual in the field works on them and then goes on to the next individual Whereas when I work with Vortex, I always start with a field and I do most of it with my eyes closed. So I'm feeling, I put everyone into the field. I literally look at that person on the screen, connect with my, with my navel. That's the kind of what we call the navel hookup in, in Vortex. Wait till I've had that, I have a sense of that person, move on to the next person. So it can take five minutes if there's 15, 20 people. Once that field is set up, I close my eyes and I usually do some sort of kind of a grounding just to help the whole field settle. And then with specifically with groups, I tend to let the energy guide me. I don't usually put an agenda on what's happening unless I'm running a course on we're working with the epigenetic influence of your father and your mother. Or we're looking at chakras in particular. And then I'll work through the chakras and make it a structured thing. Generally in groups, I'll sit there and I'll feel what needs to happen. And one day it might be, oh, there's a lot of, let's say, anger in the field. Okay, now that might be focused around one person and their impact in the field of the group, but often there's a generic sense in the whole group of something around anger. And we all have resonance with anger. Maybe one person's kicking that off. So I'll work with that, and that will then shift into something else. It may be that that covers grief. Well, then suddenly maybe there's a lot of throat stuff coming up. So I'll work on that and I'll clear what's going on in the throat. So I really let what needs to happen unfold and follow that. So that's really very interesting and um, I guess that uh, you've got lots of experience as a healer from other things that you do that you're able to tune in. I I assume this is your intuition telling you what's going on? Yes, I mean we just call it sensing. You know, some people can have good sensing or less good sensing. What you're actually sensing through, that's open to interpretation. Some people say you're sensing through the etheric some people you're just, you're just feeling in your own body and resonating with that. Some people call it intuition. Some people call it the sixth sense. Some people call it the third eye. I don't worry too much about it. I feel what I feel. There's a felt sense of that in my body. And there's a very clear feeling of when I'm fishing, I'm not sure, and when I really feel it's happening. And I doubt myself in that. I question what's happening sometimes. If it's, especially if I'm communicating with someone about what I'm feeling, I check in for sure. And sometimes it changes. And I, I assume that that sensing is the same when you've got a client one-to-one, that you're, you're waiting for something in your, you know, in your world that reflects what's happening in the person lying on the couch in front of you. Absolutely. And there, of course, therein lies the issue, because, of course, we're all resonating with our client's stuff, let's call it. And so we have to be very aware of that. And that happens in a group field as well, that if... Well, let's take an individual, someone comes along with an issue that you might have as well, be that grief or maybe they've had something in their life that you've just been experiencing. Um, And that actually happens quite often because being a healer is part of a healing path inevitably. So you'll have people come along that will push your buttons. 
And then you have to question what's actually going on. Am I feeling what they're feeling or am I just feeling my resonance with them? And then you, and that's the work. So you clear as much as you can every day and you clear before clients, you clear after clients and you question, is that mine? So we say, when I teach therapists, you, we always say, is that mine? And ask that three times. Is that <laughs> mine? Is that mine? And you're still getting a no. Okay. You know. So one of the things I noticed quite a bit when we were doing healing work uh, that, that you were leading is you would, you would go into a particular organ in the body. And mm. I found that absolutely fascinating. So when, you're, when you've got a client and you're tuning into their body and there's something, for example, in the kidneys, mm. what is it that you actually sense? What do you, you know, see? And I'm holding my hands up here. You know, <laughs> what, are you, what are you actually feeling, seeing? So it's interesting. In terms of actually seeing... That usually happens at the beginning of, a, of a, a treatment. So I'll see someone's field and usually I'll just have a sense, especially at the beginning of a new relationship, there'll be a lot of nervous system activity, so it'll be a little bit disjointed. So I'll, that I can see visually. Apart from that, I don't see organ dysfunction, but I feel it. And the kidney's a great example because kidneys hold a lot of stuff and they're really vital for our energy system. So if I were to turn, tune into your kidneys, for example... I, the way I would approach that is I give an, I give an intention, almost like saying kidneys. Um, it's not quite as black and white, <laughs> but I give, a, I give an intention and then I kind of feel into that and notice that the right kidney is a little bit out of balance with the left. So a little bit higher physically placed, interestingly, part, maybe you know, how you're sitting. And then I'll just feel into it. And it's almost like you're relaxing into it. And as you relax into it, then information starts to meet you. And then the trick is not to react against that. It's just to be, oh, that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. And then I can feel your mother. You know? And then, and then you go from there. And then it's a thread that you follow. And, and the way I do it is I communicate with my clients because sometimes the thread goes off where it doesn't need to go. So it's almost like we're reining each other in and there's a, a joint um, excursion adventure of that. How much are you actually talking to your subject then at this point, your client that's, that's lying there while you're healing? You know, do you converse? All the time. Right, okay. Nowadays, and that's developed mostly over the last 18 months, more and more, I would say. I mean, basically, I give a running commentary on what I'm doing because I'm trying to get them to feel. Once they feel, they're empowered. Once they're empowered, the healing goes in deeper. Now, I've experienced quite a lot of different healing modalities and I don't think much I can remember other than with you the practitioner talking to me mm. that does seem to be a little bit unusual yeah I've got a few colleagues that do it just seems to work especially because I jump off quite quickly into inner child work and reparenting and a psychological thing that just goes right and then I bring in sound you know it just it's almost like I'm conversing with the field and that adds, it just adds to the experience of what's happening. It gives me more feedback, makes the whole experience more three-dimensional, makes the client be more involved in it and they, let's say, buy in, in inverted commas, so the process becomes more visceral for them. And then, of course, there are periods where for 20 minutes I don't say anything, so we go really deep down, especially when I'm doing craniosacral therapy where we're just finding those deep tides, and then talking would be interrupting the process. So the voice is, I try to use it as a scalpel or as a guide to go deeper. Okay, so we did get off the subject there a little bit because <laughs> we started talking about 
your cranio work, which would be another episode entirely, which I think I mean, yeah. we'll get into. But uh, yes, so, so I started with a, a explain vortex and 20 minutes later, <laughs> here we are. So I think that does give you know, people listening yeah. an idea of how big a subject matter vortex healing is and we really are just skating the surface, aren't we? Really, very much so. It means, also one thing I should really mention, it's a healing modality, but it's a path of awakening. And that is something that is so important to know about Vortex, that the people that are doing the healing are on a, a really deep form of spiritual development. And that in itself is a, a stamp um, of, of, of authenticity and quality, because those people that you're giving yourselves to are on a real path of development and, and brought into that. And it's really deep and powerful. Okay, I think we're going to leave it there because otherwise we can <laughs> carry on for a very long time. Maybe we'll come back and talk about Vortex a little bit more sure. uh, as, sure. as people react to this episode and maybe uh, yeah, a little bit further down the line. But for now, thank you very much, Simon. It's such a pleasure. Just before we go, I want to give a shameless plug for something. I've created the Meditation Garden, which is a selection of meditations from practitioners and it's designed to give you some guided meditations. They're not too long. The first series will only be meditations of about 10 minutes. Simon's contributed one along with some of the other people that I know. So uh, that's something that you'll find is available around the place and I'll give a link for it in the show notes. So thank you very much for listening to this episode and look forward to being back with you soon.